To paraphrase Hunter S. Thompson, when you get locked into a serious beer collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. Cheers. Son of a bitch! Give me a drink! We're here today at home in Milwaukee with a very special episode of the Tap Takeover Podcast. We're sitting down at the Sugar Maple Bar in Bayview to talk with the Milwaukee chapter of Girls Pint Out, a national community of women who love craft beer. We are fortunate today on May 4th to be speaking with Maggie Skinner, president of Girls Pint Out here in Milwaukee, and Kelly Euler, a member and drinker, uh, actually January member of the month, for uh, Girls Pint Out as well. Ladies, may the 4th be with you. And with you. And with you. Happy Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> we call it Cinco de Drinco. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start at the beginning for our listeners. What what exactly is Girls Pine Out? What sort of organization are you guys running? Girls Pine Out as a whole is a national nonprofit organization that supports women liking craft beer, learning about craft beer, maybe wanting to get into the industry, just kind of centered about liking beer, learning, and and really having fun with it. We reach out as a whole to women in the community and who maybe feel a little beer shamed or can't get over the blue moon hump and want to try something different. So we welcome them with open arms. And how did you get involved with uh, Girls Pine Out? So I found it actually on Facebook. There was an article about Girls Pine Out on real women like craft beer. I had just left a really abusive relationship and I was looking for like what do I, what am I interested in? What am I going to do? And I found this article and I read about it. I was like, well, that sounds fun. Let's do that. Well, there wasn't a chapter in Wisconsin at all. And so I messaged and I was like, hey, how do we do this? How do we get this in our state? Do you just like to show up or like what happens? She goes, no, you can start the chapter. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, no. How do I just, can somebody else do it? And I'll just like join. And I got enough guts and did it myself. So. And how long has it been around, the Milwaukee chapter? A little over two years. So I founded it February 22nd, and we had our first meeting by March 20th, actually at the best place. And from then, it's just been kind of a whirlwind. So, How many members are you guys up to currently? So we don't have membership fees, uh, so we don't really count our members. But we have like 1,300 plus likes on Facebook and over a 500 plus mailing list. I, I would consider that pretty successful. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fantastic. I mean, if you minus one for my mom, <laughs> 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 who likes the page. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Well, actually, she likes craft beer. She she's a total beer nerd, so it's yeah. very legit. Now, Kelly, can you tell us about how you became the member of the month? What did it take? What how did much, it take? How much Maggie? beer did you drink? So, <laughs> so it's not about so member of the month. It's not like you have to like come to a certain amount of meetings. You not you don't have to like volunteer a whole bunch within girls paint out it's just somebody that i see regularly and it was actually the first one that i did i got inspired by our grand rapids chapter who does it and i really wanted to honor the women who are passionate about beer and introduce them to other women in the chapter who maybe were like sidelining it like i haven't come to a meeting i don't know who's in it these are everyday women you have a job you have a boyfriend you have a whole life outside of liking beer and coming to girls paint out but you come to girls paint out every time you're always so welcoming to other 
women and we're well, friends. There you go. We're friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of, yeah, I'm like, you don't always have to be friends with me, but I, I, I just started there because I didn't know where else to start. And I knew that, you know, she had been a longtime Girls Pine Out member because actually you came from Texas, the Texas chapter. And so I just knew you loved it from the beginning. See, so she said it way better than I could. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so if, so, if someone's interested in becoming a member of Girls Pine Out, uh, how can they do that? You literally like our Facebook page. That's, that's like it. I'll run um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I have a monthly newsletter. I really don't have more time to spam anybody. I barely have time to do the monthly newsletter, which actually is tough to get out for May. You have a whole month. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, we just we send out monthly newsletters. You just come and join the events as it works with your schedule. Um, if there is a fee, pay that fee. If there isn't, just come hang out. Pay for your own beer. We don't need anything more or anything less from you. It's just come and hang out and learn about beer and hang out with other really cool women who like beer. Awesome. So how many events do you like do a month? I know I saw you have a field trip planned for like next week, I think, right? Yeah. So that was quite the undertaking. We have about two months or two meetings a month. We do one major event and then one actual meeting where we meet and greet. I tell them like the updates, talk about members of the month. I, you know, just kind of explain like, hey, if you're new, this is what happens. Here's what we're getting. We go on tours with the brewery. But we do have a field trip coming up on Saturday with Central Waters and Oso. So we're going to take a party bus up there. We're actually including the other two chapters that have started since I started the Milwaukee chapter. So Oshkosh and Madison. And then the girls are coming down from our Minnesota chapter to join us. So it should be a really fun group. It's awesome. It sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be. So what was the introduction to just craft beer in general? Was there a specific beer, a specific beer style that made you just want to say, I want to be involved more in this? Like, I want more. So I lived in Indiana for a very long time. And even though I was a true born Wisconsinite, I didn't fully realize that other states didn't have a new Polaris. So when I didn't have it, I was like, why don't you have this? Like, where you guys don't have good beer? Um, so I started out with the 312 before Goose Island got bought out. It's still good. And that's what I like. That's what I drank in Indiana. I mean, otherwise it was like that or like, you know, they have Rolling Rock, for God's sake. And now there are breweries, craft breweries in Indiana that are still very questionable. I'm just kidding. There are some good ones. But where I in was, Indiana? Was uh, yeah. In Indiana, okay. yeah. It's, I'd it's, say there's this little brewery called Three Floyds that's doing some yeah. pretty good stuff. You know, that's okay. <laughs> They're all right. But I'm just saying, like, I was in Lafayette. So in Lafayette, in Purdue country, about an hour west of Indy, there wasn't really much of anything. And though you could get free, free Floyds, it's not something you want to, like, drive up there, drink a whole bunch, and, like, drive home. That's, like, not a thing. Though Wisconsinites know how to drive. <coughs> it'd be, for people in Milwaukee, it'd be, like, driving to Central Waters and, and getting, like, some yeah. really heavy stouts yeah. and then trying to Let's drive drink home. drink black and gold all yeah. day. Was it black gold? Black, black and gold? gold. Either way, let's drink heavy all day and then drive home. Yeah, not, not easier said That's, than done. Yeah. Uh, and also better not it's done. It's not recommended. <laughs> Girls find out it's not endorsing drinking and driving. Sorry, guys. No one. Yeah. There should be a lot of disclaimers in this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get a joke, catch it, <laughs> deal with it. Hashtag sarcasm. What about for you, Kelly? We're the guy you into crap here. 
So I'm a California girl, and my very first beer festival was in Northern California. And before that, I really, the only craft beer that I liked was uh, Delirium, which isn't a bad craft beer to like. It's a great craft beer to like. But before that, that's pretty much all I drank. And then I went to a beer festival and was able to try all sorts of different beer and realized that I can expand my palate and I love all sorts of beer. And from there, I would try anything. So how did you get involved with Girls Pint Out? So you came from the Texas chapter via California. I did. Yeah. So um, I moved from California to San Antonio, Texas. And luckily, within a month of moving there, I met some really great friends. They all loved craft beer. And somebody who I was friends with introduced me to Girls Pint Out in San Antonio. I became good friends with somebody who was running the chapter at the time. She's not anymore, but so I would go to girls' pine out events in San Antonio. And then when I told her I was moving to Milwaukee, she told me that Milwaukee girls' pine out had just started and that I should sign up for whatever events are going on. So I moved here on a Saturday, and beer yoga was going on Thursday, four days later. And so I went while I was living in Texas. I had already signed up for beer yoga, <laughs> and was ready to go. So within four days of moving here, I became friends with Maggie. Yeah. I mean, it's been a good friendship. Let's be honest. <laughs> it has. It has. <laughs> yeah, I think within the first week of living here, Maggie and I hung out like three or four times. Totally. So beer yoga was actually at Brenner when they had their beer yoga. We met there. We drank there a whole bunch. I think we both volunteered in packaging beer, and then. Probably within two weeks, I introduced her to Milwaukee Beer Society. Week and a half, yeah. Week and a half. It was a Wednesday. We both went, and I got fairly tipsy. I won't speak for her, but Milwaukee Beer Society always puts me under. And that's where she met her boyfriend. So it's been a good couple years. Yeah, Maggie was a matchmaker. Yep. So Maggie introduced me to my friends and my boyfriend and Milwaukee Beer and Milwaukee Beer Society and Girls Pine Out. So I basically owe my whole Milwaukee life. You're to welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's incredible to hear about a, a beer community that's you know a national organization where you guys can find each other like that. I mean, to be able to move to another community in the United States and immediately find friends, immediately find friends through not just going to the bar and trying to find like who are the cool people here, who right. are the not cool people, because yeah. every bar's got them, but to be able to find people that you can go out and hang out with first, you know. What, four days into town. That That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Especially once you get out of college and you move across country. I've moved across country three times. So I know that it's not that easy to meet friends if you're the new person in town and you're no longer in school. You just don't have an opportunity to meet people unless you join something like Girls Pine Out. Awesome. So on our podcast, we, we like to encourage our brewers when we do our brewery interview series to uh, kind of tell their brewery story through their beers and kind of take over the taps at the Tap Takeover podcast. So I'm going to ask each of you, uh, if you were to take over the taps and, and kind of tell your your craft brew story, like how it kind of developed for you uh, by kind of taking over our taps, what, what sort of beers would you choose to kind of tell that story? I'll go first. Yeah, sure. go for it. So I would say, uh, so in college I drank almost exclusively Bush Light because you can have like 12 of them at the same time. And, same time. I mean, Just like right, ap- like right <laughs> after one another and still not throw up. Or maybe time. at the same time. Yeah, you, you had different right? beer bars than we did. How do you it's do possible. This, this behavior possible. is not endorsed by the tap takeover. <laughs> 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 drinking is not yeah. endorsed yeah. by yeah. girls. Find yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, like I said, I went to a beer festival and then realized that I like different kinds of beer. So luckily I was living in San Diego and they have a lot of great breweries there and a lot of great no, beer uh, bars, right? Yeah, I know. It's like, who are they? Yeah. What, what's that? So um, I used to go to this beer bar called O'Brien's in San Diego. So if you're ever there, make sure you go there as well as Hamilton's two plugs at o'brien's i learned i love belgian beer all belgian beer i still wasn't a fan of ipa i felt like they were too flowery just too much for me but belgian beer was where it was at so i drank every single belgian beer i could find so what what year are we talking what what kind that's, of... that's gonna reveal my age oh. so I don't, i'm not really cool with that um there are no years Right. No, I would say I would say maybe ten years ago. Oh yeah. So like the really highly IBU IP, uh, IPAs. Is what right. Because right. Because like all San Diego IPAs are, it's just punches you in the face with hops. Right. And, and ten years ago was especially that, right. That was yeah. Case. So yeah. Ballast Point was really big in San Diego then. I mean, they're still big, but not the same as they were then yeah. because they were one of the original true craft breweries there. Same with Stone and Green Flash. Those were kind of the three big ones. But I wasn't really into it, but the guy that I was with at the time was super into IPAs, so he would let me have sips every once in a while, and over time I started to love IPAs. And the West Coast is a great place to be if you love IPAs. I would say it started with Belgians and then moved to IPAs, and then uh, moved to Sours. So I lived by this really great sour bar. It was like a bar that focused on Belgians and sours. And the owner of the bar would be like, try this, try this, try this, until I, there was something I liked. And then by the end of living there, I think I had tried every single sour they had ever had on tap. So could you pick a, a beer in each of those styles? What, what's your favorite Belgian, your favorite IPA, and your favorite That's sour? That's I get like... Yeah, that's really hard. It's tough. So I'll go in reverse order. I don't really have a favorite sour. I'll try any sour. I like light sours, dark sours, sour IPAs, sour Belgians, anything sour, I'll try it. I love giving advice on trying sours because people will be like, I tried a sour and I hated it. It was so gross. And I'd be like, you need to drink three sips. It's just like drinking wine. You or have IPAs. or yeah or or IPAs. IPAs but like wine you have to smell it and taste it and then taste it again and taste it again and then you know the true flavor and sours are the exact same way the first sip is always going to be the most sour and then it kind of mellows out so I like telling people that and then they try it and then they're on board so I love getting people into the the sour crew no that's that's a good tip pro pro tip from yeah. <laughs> from uh, Kelly right. So uh, I really honestly don't have a favorite sour. I would say, uh, and of course I'm biased because I lived in California forever, but uh, the brewery in Placentia, California has awesome sours. So if you're ever, I think you can get those at Discount Liquor and other places. Another shout out? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, please. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) But they have awesome sours, so I'll drink anything. And same with McKellar, they have awesome awesome sours. But anyway, moving on to IPAs, my favorite IPA, uh, I'm such a jerk because I keep saying California breweries instead of... Milwaukee. I also love Milwaukee breweries. Just, just don't. We don't know um, that about you. Just don't. You're, you're yeah. She, hashtag sarcasm again. Uh, so yeah. So my favorite IPAs right now are from Modern Times in San Diego, and then Belgian. I'm still gonna go with Delirium Tremens. I feel like it's the best ever. 
You can't beat it. I've tried a million since, and I still love that one the best. So what's your opinion on the new hazy New England-style IPAs? I don't... I'll try any IPA, and I love varieties, so I feel like black IPAs are awesome. I also like... You know, I used to just be about West Coast IPA, but I feel like Wisconsin's coming out with some really awesome IPAs. I love the Lakefront IPA. So many good IPAs in Wisconsin now, too, so I, I won't ever turn down an IPA. I'll always try one. So, Maggie, uh, how, how about you taking over our tabs at the Tab Takeover Podcast? What, um, what would you put on there? So, no, in, in no real order, um, I would definitely, as an homage to the beginning, um, I'm just going to bypass the amount of Rolling Rock that I drink as a... <laughs> As a 21-year-old with my super awesome air quotes, and go two, to three years ago. So. Yeah, three, just three years ago. Yeah, you're good. So I'll just skip Rolling Rock. So I would do three one two, even though it's bought out. I would probably definitely throw up Great Lakes Elliott Ness. It's one of my favorite go-to beers in general. I always go back to it, no matter where I'm at. I adore the Vienna Lager style in general, and any kind of amber. I'm just kind of like, okay. You're okay. This is great. <laughs> I have a huge fangirl crush on Alma Gang, and God, I hope I pronounce that correctly. They're in the baseball capital, and I adore baseball and beer, so it's really kind of the perfect thing. Hennepin would definitely find its way on my lineup. What else? I can never pronounce the brewery, but they're from Denmark, and they make a really dark beer called Danish Metal. You can buy it in a bottle at discount and stuff like that. It's like 10 bucks, but Is that it's a... Amager. Amager. Okay. I didn't know how to pronounce that, so I just Impressive. Don't. Yeah. They, they actually made High the, five for that. the original Todd the Axeman. Oh, what? really? I love Todd the Axeman. Their version is 10 times better, and they created it. It's I didn't know that Todd the X-Men so was a also, copy. Also, can we just talk about Todd from Surly, but now Three Floyds, how amazing he is? Anyways, Amager, Amager. Yeah, all right. And their Danish metal is just so dark. You can't see through it, and the hat is just... It's good no matter what. It's a stout. I think it's actually an imperial stout. It's one of my favorites in my perfect little... Oh, Five Rabbits Raceria would find its way onto my tap list. I'm a pretty fairly huge fangirl of everything that they come out with. I'm trying to think of my favorite one. Um, I would probably throw on a Palatus at this point. I agree. It's my favorite one. Guava, I think. And that one. Or the passion fruit. As summer is coming up, any of those would be absolutely perfect to drink in a hot summer day. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and it also balance out the Danish metal and the Vienna lager that's also on tap. Yeah, stuff like that. Just little mementos. I first met Randy Mosier, who's part of Five Rabbit, at the Wisconsin, I don't know, it was a beer festival that was put on just once at Harley Davidson like a couple years ago. I think they're having it again this year too, aren't they? Not to my knowledge. It was a whole magazine. It was craft beer and brewing magazine or craft brewing and beer magazine. I'm sorry. I don't know. Anyways, they put it on. It was a one-time thing from what I know. It was like three sessions, two or three days. It's very long. They brought up Jester King for that. It was amazing because they brought in other people. Um, they had like panels and whole presentations. And so it was Stan, and I can never pronounce his last name right, but it starts with an H and he wrote the hops. He co-wrote the hops book. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's a lovely gentleman. And then it was Randy Brad Smith or Dr. Brad Smith, if you want to go formal. And I don't know, there was a fourth one. They were all very lovely and they came by the booth. I was pouring Alaskan for my friend Megan. 
And we just started talking. We were talking about, uh, what is it, cultures and put it into beer. And that's how I found out about Five Rabbit. I realized I had met Randy Mosier without realizing that I had met Randy Mosier. He gave me his card and I looked down and that's when you're like, the light bulb clicks. You're like, oh shit, we just spent like a half hour talking about culture and beer and this is like what you do for a living. Cool, thanks, bye. <laughs> so I just got in contact with him and kept in contact with him and that's, yeah. And we had a field trip to we did have a Five Rabbit trip. last year, yeah, which right. was really great. It was just, we kept rolling the fangirlisms, just, you know, we had Andreas Aria and Randy Mosier, you know, going through and explaining a whole flight to 51 Girls Pine Out members, um, not just from Milwaukee, but from six different states. We all converged on the south side of Chicago, and it couldn't have been better besides maybe a real vegetarian option from the taco cart guy at that point you know like uh, she's saying that because i'm a vegetarian <clears throat> yeah it all it's all spiraled from there those are my five taps no we appreciate it definitely you ladies have a passion for beer before we take another little break to uh, have a, a beer because i'm thirsty um you and me both <laughs> yeah exactly obviously you have a passion for beer right organization's great do you still think there's a stigma for women having beer with an organization like Girls Pine Out, I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, huh? I have something to say about that. Okay, too. well, um, I do. I, I work in the industry, and even like a couple weeks ago, I was told that it was cute. You're oh, that's cute. You work in the industry. You work. You sell beer. It's not fucking cute <laughs> that I sell beer. It's a real job. Being a bus driver's a real job. The garbage man's a real job. I carry cases of fucking ladders on a weekly basis and I haul cases around and I stock shelves and I merchandise just as much as I sit there on my stupid little iPad and you know enter in your orders. It's not all fun and games. I drive 450 miles a fucking week and I love every fucking second of it because I get to sell beer. I love beer so I get to talk about beer for a living. Yeah there's totally a stigma um, though I will say when I did talk to Deb Carey I asked her it's hard being a woman in the industry which is like the worst question you could ever ask Deb Carey by the way. Please don't ever ask her that question. I will just you know fair warning because she's going to tell you it's hard no matter what and it absolutely is. It's not solely because you know we have different genitalia than the other half. Breaking you news, breaking news. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, breaking news. Some people have boobs. Who knew? You know, like, just, um, it's, it's hard. The beer industry is hard no matter what. People are jerks. Distributors will move stuff in your way, and you have to move it out, blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't matter who you are. You still have to move all that crap and do your job well. But I do have a lot of accounts that are like, I really like buying beer from you because you're a lot easier to deal with than knob one and knob two that happen to be dudes. So there are those, which is nice. Yeah, so, so being good at your job is Being a good, good thing, at your right? job is really the nice. end, is, is it. If you can be good at your job and do it well and hopefully maybe sell brands that you like, which is like super dicey, it shouldn't be an issue. But you still get the assholes that are like, oh, that's cute. And like, you know, having a beer that you did yourself, oh, there's pink on the label. It must be like a frilly, fruity beer, you know? That kind of shit. Yeah. How about you, Kelly? Uh, do you have any thoughts on the, the stigma, not against women drinking beer, but you know, a st- the stigma about women who drink beer? I just think most people assume that women don't know much about beer and that it's a guy's thing. So they're surprised when I know about beer or have something to say about beer. Um, anybody that knows me well shouldn't be surprised that I have an opinion about anything. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people just assume that it's a guy's thing and that 
that that's what guys should do. Also, I told my my dad feels that I drink too much craft beer, so he's like, you really need to stop checking into all these breweries on Facebook. People are going to think you're an alcoholic. I'm like, I just have flights, dad, and then I go home. It's fine. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of breweries popping up. So yeah, of yeah. course, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's fine. Okay, this is. I think this is a good time to take a break. Uh, okay. We're going to take a break, do some beer news. We're going to come back to a tasting of the collaboration beer between Girls Pine Out and friend of the show, Mobcraft. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Top Takeover Podcast, Beer News. This episode's featured beer is Motto by Good City. Motto is a mosaic American pale ale that is also a smash ale, which stands for single malt and single hop. This beer will tease your nose with a floral bouquet that gives way to a taste of resinous tropical pine flavors. In our opinion, it's a perfect summer beer for grilling out, hanging by the lake, or sitting by the fire at night. The best part is unlike most of the beers we rave about, this one is readily available. In six packs at either discount or raised liquor. Make sure to give this one a try. In general craft beer news, we had a major announcement from the Brewers Association. In an effort to educate beer lovers about which beers are independently produced, the Brewers Association, the not-for-profit trade group dedicated to promoting and protecting America's small and independent craft brewers, launched a new seal touting independent craft brewers. Featuring an iconic beer bottle shape flipped upside down, the seal captures the spirit which the craft brewers have upended beer while informing beer lovers they are choosing a beer from a brewery that is independently owned. These breweries run their businesses free of influence from other alcohol beverage companies which are not themselves craft brewers. Independence is a hallmark of the craft brewing industry and it matters to the brewers who make the beer and the beer lovers who drink it. A recent study commissioned by the Brewbound and conducted by Nielsen found that independent and independently owned strongly resonate with the majority of craft beer drinkers. Increasingly they are looking for a differentiation between what's being produced by small and independent craft brewers versus big beer and acquired brands. Beer drinkers, especially millennials, expect transparency when it comes to their food and beverages. That transparency and underlying ownership can drive their purchase intent. This seal is available for use free of charge by any of the more than 5,300 small and independent American craft brewers that have a valid TTB brewer's notice. Meet the BA's craft brewer definition and sign a license agreement. It is available to both member and non-member breweries of the Brewers Association. In the coming weeks, months, and years, beer lovers will see it on beer packaging at retailers and in brewery communications and marketing materials. In new beers this month, in our distribution area, Stone dropped two new IPAs on us. The first one is called Ghost Hammer. From the dark recesses of the brewery emerges a new unfiltered IPA brewed with laurel hops. In tribute to the overnight Stone Brew crew, this canned specialty seasonal makes an ethereal appearance with a floral, lemony, and tropical explosion. The name Stone Ghost Hammer refers to the occasional creaking and knocking of pipes in the brewery which are especially noticeable during the quieter overnight brewing shifts. Our quest for using new and different hops never ends, says Jeremy Moyner, Senior Innovation Brewing Manager for Stone. Ghost Hammer is our latest beer to highlight innovation in the hop world with a newer hop called Laurel, which is named by combining the words lemon and floral as a nod to the strong lemony notes and intense 
intense floral aroma. Additionally, Laurel has some classic European noble hop qualities, making it overall a very unique and exciting hop. This one clocks in at 6.7% alcohol with 56 IBUs. It should be available on your store shelves now. Also, Stone put a twist on Ruination, their triple IPA, adding orange peel and vanilla bean to it. Loud, aggressive, and quite eccentric, this mega hop success is not one to hold back. Stone Ruin 10 Triple IPA earned a rabid following of hopheads clamoring for its return each year. With an avant-garde amplification to the classic Stone Ruination IPA, this triple IPA includes two new ingredients of orange peel and vanilla bean to achieve its sweet jam session of flavor. With hops in overdrive, not just in the boil, the result is pure magic. It has an appearance of deep gold with an off-white fluffy head. Orange and vanilla explode throughout with a nice dankness underneath and hop aromas of lemon, nectarine, pineapple, and tropical fruit make this beer a winner. In festival news, Christmas is always in July for the TTP crew, and that's because of Firkinfest. Our favorite Milwaukee festival is on Saturday, July 22nd. You can find the Tap Takeover podcast crew at Cathedral Square at 3 p.m. for VIP and throughout the festival enjoying all the rare Firkins and talking beer to whoever will listen. We also received some insider info from Matt at D14 that this year for the first time, all the Milwaukee Craft Brewery League member breweries will be grouped in one tent that will be centrally located on the festival grounds. On Saturday, July 29th is Milwaukee Beer Fest at the lakefront. Enjoy some great beers and enjoy the scenic environment right next to Lake Michigan. Saturday, August 12th in Madison is one of the best beer festivals in the Midwest. This iconic festival features the best of the best Midwest breweries who all bring their tastiest and also hardest to obtain beers. People camp out to purchase hard copy tickets to this one, folks, and the mail-in ticket lottery only gets you about about a 10% chance of getting tickets. Great Taste Eve has also become an event upon itself, with almost every bar hosting a tap takeover. For two days in August, Madison, Wisconsin becomes a mecca to beer lovers everywhere, and people travel from all over the country to attend. If you are some of the lucky ones who got tickets, say hi to Alex, Andy, or Jim if you see us in our tap takeover podcast gear. If you still need tickets, we have heard stories stories about them being sparsely available at some of the tap takeovers or folks selling extras in line right before the event. And this has been Beer News. Thanks for another exciting beer news. Now we've got a special treat for our listeners. We're going to try the Girl Grey IPA, a collaboration beer between the ladies and Mobcraft Beer. Just tell us about the beer. Oh, cheers. Cheers first. Girl Grey IPA was born first between Henry and his love of thinking big and mine. So he's like, oh, we did a pairing for Milwaukee Girls Pine Out of ice cream and beer at Mobcraft. And I was like, okay, maybe like 30 people. And he was like, no, like 100. And I was like, okay, I I love you, Henry, but like, I need you to think about like if I can't sell 100 tickets, you can't be like mad at me, you know? We sold out in three days. He was right. Yep, Henry, there you go. It's on record. <laughs> so we sold out in three days, had this amazing, it was like four or five beers, and four or five ice creams from Babe's Ice Cream. Yep, totally dropping that because she's amazing. Including um, vegan ice cream. Include Yeah, so there was soy, and I try to incorporate that because I knew, I mean, me personally, isn't always dairy friendly and then like I know other people that were going to be there weren't always dairy friendly so we did that it was fucking epic 
to say the least. And he was like, we should do a Milwaukee girls clean out beer. And I'm like, I got your big idea. Let's do a national girls clean out beer. Yeah, one up you like you one up me, the hundred, <laughs> the hundred people. So we did. We went balsa wall with the hundred chapter or the ninety plus chapters that we had. We had seventy recipes submitted. It came down to thirty different chapters that submitted recipes, which I feel like is amazing that even thirty chapters submitted recipes. And I submitted my own from Milwaukee Girls Pine Out, and um, I didn't tell the girls that I had done it because I wanted them to submit it on basis of does this. Was this a beer that you would drink? Is this something you want? Um, the Milwaukee, my recipe made it through to the top, I think, seven or eight. But Larissa from our DC chapter had the idea for the Girl Grey. So it's Earl Grey tea uh, done with, I think she has four different hops, Sterling, CTZ, Nugget, and El Dorado. The Earl Grey done in the second fermentation. So we were like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, it got voted on nationally. This is like, this is it. This is what we're doing. And Mockcraft flew her out there for the weekend, which was a lot of fun and very long and very intoxicated. And <laughs> actually, that's really interesting because when we did our interview with Henry, uh, he talked about how he had just flown, uh, you know, when we were doing this, had just flown somebody out from Washington to do a beer. Yeah. And so it turns out that that was the Girls Pined Out, Girl Grey yeah. IPA that he it was, was brewing. That, yeah, that's it was Larissa. Awesome. And um, that was something we kind of set up, that the winner would be able to come and spend a weekend in Milwaukee kind of on Mobcraft, which he doesn't normally do for all the winners, though they are welcome to join in the brewing. This one was kind of like a prize to be won, which I think kind of getting your beer on, you know, beer, beer, um, brewed is kind of a prize to be won, but like he upped the ante as he always does. So yeah, she came out for the weekend with her boyfriend or husband and we took her to lakefront of course because that's what you do and took her all over the city girl gray was born and i had really gotten this like bug about i want to design the beer label like i was like yeah i'm gonna do this and i'm like you're really not gonna do this it's fine and kayla goes hey we need this like you know we need this like three days ago can you design a beer label no, I can't. It's a short answer about that. <laughs> Pretty much just took the day. I knew I wanted it like a, a pattern in the back. And we had to have the Girls Pine Out logo because what else do you do for a Girls Pine Out beer that's never been nationally distributed and never been done before? You throw a fucking Girls Pine Out logo on it. And we had to have our beer title, as one does, because that's what you do with beer. I knew I wanted this this fairly not basic pattern but i wanted something in the background i didn't want to take away from the logo or the name and also the green and the pink was very lily pulitzer for me and flashbacks to my grandmother so i i tried to pull away from that as well <laughs> Ugh, nightmares so um very deep sorry that did get, that go, went a lot deeper my grandmother was my grandmother and um so anyways the pattern of the can is a is a hop cone as you would think an ipa would be and then it's gray it's not full-on black you can still notice the texture of the hop cone not all the hops are gray not all the hops are green it's there but you have to like fully think about it i didn't know what the beer was going to turn out like because i had never had it 
Larissa, this is her idea, this is her baby, and damn, she pulled it off. This beer ended up being in the Washington Post, it ended up being part of food and wine as breakfast beers, listed along Dogfish Head, which I will have to fucking admit was a little dust off my shoulder since Sam just pulled off a James Beard Award, so there's hope for the rest of us. It's it's one of my favorite beers, and I will say my mom's a fan because... Of course she is. Not just because she's my mom, but she actually really likes the beer, even though she doesn't like IPAs. She's very much a Scotch ale girl. Like She's like, the darker, the better. And um, Shout out to Beverly. Hashtag Beverly Skinner. <laughs> I have literally shipped this beer, which I probably shouldn't publicly admit, because I'm going to get a lawsuit from UPS <laughs> any day now at this point, that... This is shipped from everywhere from Hawaii to Texas to California, Washington State, all the way to Maine. Girls have been requesting it through our chapter, and I've been sending four packs fucking everywhere. Is this still available anywhere, Mags? There are like three cases, like, but that was like a week or two ago. But like in your house? So I have a couple cases in my Personally house. Personally visit Megan. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since I've been so here. Just how? come to Bayview. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, please don't. Don't do that. Um, don't don't find me. Um, Where can we find the beer still? So I know I see it in Woodman's in Waukesha. I see it in Woodman's in Menominee Falls. I've seen it in Discount Liquor Waukesha. I, you know, find it there. Um, but last time I checked a couple weeks ago, there were only three cases in Backstock in the warehouse. So you're on the verge of selling out, which is so great for us, um, considering it was a 30-barrel batch. And that's a lot of fucking cans. So (laughs) cheers. Yeah, Yeah, it was in Washington Post. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, when you're Beer of the Week, I didn't, and it doesn't mention me in the article, which is absolutely fine, because though I was there to brew, it's not my recipe. It was, you know, my label. And that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's what you're drinking. So props to Larissa and the DC chapter. It was an amazing beer and the Mobcraft team. Andrew definitely knows what he's doing. We're so grateful. And we hope to keep doing it annually. And I hope to keep designing labels because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, fun. no, props to <laughs> it's, props to Larissa. It's but hard and at weird the same and, time, that's yeah. what that's what we're here for. Yeah. To to give you some props for, for creating an amazing label and, and a really sellable label. Because a, a lot of times that's why be, people buy beer. It's Absolutely. because you know, there's a visual aspect to it, there's a story behind it sometimes, and that's the romanticism, and then there's the actual flavor of the beer so it, it works hand in hand so you were you were definitely a big part of why girl gray ipa has been such a big success for Minecraft. so if congratulations so, if someone's lucky enough to get one of the few remaining cans or they were smart enough to get some already <laughs> what would they be tasting what does the earl gray edition add to an ipa so i don't think you're gonna i mean for me personally when I first had it, it doesn't come off as like a 7 or 8% of whatever it's listed. It doesn't come off that way. Um, comes off way stronger than you think it is. Or maybe it's just my empty stomach. I really can't <laughs> tell just yet. So I'll keep drinking. You don't, you're like, oh crap, there are four different hops in here. This is going to be, you know, blow your face off, green flash hoppy. Or like, if you want hoppy and in your face you show up to green flash you know and expect to get blown away or stone or the west coast hop it's not it's definitely not rip kelly chill out as an ipa lover as a hop forward person i love this beer i do think that the hops are forward but also so is the tea 
Absolutely. And it's very balanced. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like non-West Coast IPAs cannot have enough hops for me personally. And this beer has the perfect balance. And specialty beer is sometimes iffy. You know, like a recipe is good in theory, but sometimes in um, an execution it kind of can fall flat. And this beer is awesome. I'll drink this beer all day, every yeah. day. And it's not just because I'm a Girls Pine Out member. It's because it's really that good. And on top of that, I'm super proud that it's a, a Girls, Girls Pine Out beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it really is fantastic. I mean, the the hops really are forward but there's that that undercurrent there's a, that second level of flavor that's it backed cuts, up with with yeah. absolutely cuts the bitterness of it so absolutely. you just yep. mellow out on your tongue for i sure. agree it's not that floral but it's got the the tea to balance it out it's excellent so did you talk to, with larissa and, and talk about what she was kind of going for with the beer is that is that exactly what she was trying to hit so for her this is an absolute success um i don't think the few times that she brewed it was you know home brewed it rather was a success so she was like let's try it again and she was so instrumental to the whole process like her and andrew sat down and was like what do you want your temps to be and what you like every like every little detail every nerdy brewer detail that i can't even fathom was her and andrew and doing this and making this happen. And there are a lot of us that were standing back like, I don't even know what they're talking about right now. But we were so interested and, you know, like, what, you know, what does that mean? What are you doing? And it was hardcore collaborative. So I'm really proud of her, you know, obviously for not making the beer a success, but just her in general and her spirit to keep trying and to kind of go out of the box because not everybody likes tea. And that's one thing that we've had is like, mm, has tea or that has a pink logo. Yeah, but I feel like even if you don't like hoppy, tea, you well, still like this And beer. even people who don't like IPAs, like my mother, like other people at beer festivals that have had it, they're like, you know, I'm like, take three sips. If you still hate it, I will figure out a way to pay you back for drinking it. But if you like it and after three sips, then shut your freaking pie hole and drink well, it yeah, so yeah yeah a gateway drug into ipas if you yes will. So yes it, yes so, it's a good way to put it so is there are there any plans to do uh to do this sort of collaboration the sort of uh girls pine out contest on a yearly basis is this going to be an annual thing i i think mobcraft is really amped by the success that they've seen by working with us that they're like yeah we'll do it again are you serious like we just got put into washington post they they distributed it to the D.C. area. They had events, tap takeovers, all sorts of stuff where their actual, you know, sales force went out to D.C. to even help rep these events with the Girls Point Out chapter. So I, I think overall the success has equaled probably another beer in the future. And my goal personally is just to keep designing the label because it's a lot of fun. So, <laughs> And I would say just to speak for... You know, the fact that Mobcraft is a part of this. The yeah. thing that I love about Mobcraft is that they're constantly trying new formulas and they're constantly trying new re- recipes. So that's what I love about Mobcraft. Yeah, I like their big ideas and the people behind Mobcraft, even if you're like, I didn't like this one or I didn't like that one, it's like, try again. They're, yep. so, they're wonderful people. Exactly. Their whole existence series, which is completely outside, Girls Pine Out is freaking amazing. And Adam and Andrew and everybody knows what they're doing and they do yes. it well. And to really believe in the people, and then come together and make a really amazing beer is even more, you know, it's like even better, you know? Yep. It's like the icing to the cake. 
Well, yeah, we we'd love to hear more about Mobcraft, and we would we yeah. here at the Tap Takeover Podcast would love to see this become an annual thing. Yeah. So if you're out there and you have the opportunity to buy some some Girls Pint out Girl Grey IPA, but please make sure to do it because yeah. you're supporting an amazing organization. So yeah. Jesus, I think you had a couple more questions about uh, Maggie's beer project and uh, what she's doing with Shepherd Express. Yeah, during our our break, had a refill on beers, and you said you had a, a beer that you helped brew on tap right now at uh, Sugar Maple? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. On top of running Girls Pine Out, because I'm apparently really bored, I run the Wisconsin chapter of the Pink Boot Society. So that's women in the beer industry that get together and are supposed to inspire and support and help educate each other. So you can get scholarships through there or find other jobs throughout the globe because it's an international nonprofit. We did... Well, it shouldn't just be we, everybody. Pink Boots as a whole did a Big Boots Brew Day. So they take off International Women's Day, which is March 8th, and brew beer, which is freaking amazing because it's a lot of fun. And it was fun to take off work, grab my pink boots, and head to Sand Creek Brewing uh, in Black River Falls, where there was probably a group of 10-plus of us. There was Rochelle from Wisconsin Brewing Company, Ashley from Capital Brewing, Jamie from Moose Jaw, a bunch of other women from Sand Creek and Bill's uh, Distributing. All of us came together to brew this historic strong ale with blackstrap molasses. And we just had fun. We drank a bunch of beer. We ate a bunch of pizza. We brewed a bunch of, you know, just hung out and got to know each other better, got to know Sand Creek better. And I will say that the owners of Sand Creek were very welcoming, not just because they're, they didn't tell me to, but because it's truly what they were they were so welcoming they've given so much all the ingredients were donated to us which is absolutely amazing and then all the cake proceeds go to back to pink boot society so if you see a pink boots tap handle that says big boots 2017 you will find our strong ale it's delicious tap. by the it, way it, I, I think so but i might be and i'm not part so. of big pink boots society but i i think it's yeah. delicious that, so, sound, that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into our last question, we want to know a little bit about what do you do? Like Shepherd Express, what what is your role there? What don't I do? So I write Girl Meets Beer, which I haven't written uh, for in a while. I've been a little busy since I work in the industry, and I went from a supplier rep to a distributor rep. Just dealing with all that and running Girls Pine Out and handling pink boots have been a little busy to write so um, i do have some stuff coming up that hopefully will give insight to places that beer reps like to drink or things that you know like we find like yeah the you know the two dollars off or three dollars off and all the perfect happy hours that last a little longer in certain places or everything maybe outside of milwaukee places that you like to drink but that and also i'm not gonna do reviews on the new breweries coming out i just don't think it's fair i think there are enough people doing them so you don't need my review on broken bat you'll survive you don't need my review on whatever else brewery is going to come out so we um, we took care of eagle park for you guys oh you know and (laughs) i the eagle park guys there's that imperial brown i think oatmeal brown that they do that i just straight up fangirled over to be super honest as a beer nerd on the tap takeover podcast we always love to ask our folks what what sort of beers they have in their cellars are you guys aging anything do you guys get into that what what are your thoughts on aging beers 
I have, yeah, I have barrel aged. <laughs> I have, uh, like, yeah, I have bourbon barrel aged beers for sure. Any, any whales down there? Anything you want to you want to Well, mostly about? it's that I have too much beer for a person to possibly drink. Yeah, like I have a separate fridge just for my beer, and it's too much for a person to possibly drink in a short amount of time. I don't think I'm intentionally aging anything, <laughs> but I probably have like 30 <laughs> to 40 bottles of bombers that I'm like eventually going to try to get through, plus maybe like seven six packs but nothing intentionally yeah seven yeah (laughs) um and some capri sun in there randomly you shouldn't age capri sun (laughs) (laughs) let's give sugar maple heat shot cheers to adrian adrian and rob the sugar maple for sure where every day is milwaukee beer week so my, yeah. my, my last question is, if you could educate our listeners about women in the craft beer industry, if you could each tell us two women in your opinions that are each that are doing a great thing in the craft beer industry right now. Um, I would definitely say Deb Carey because she's, New Glarus Brewing Company is notorious in Wisconsin. And I don't think that a lot of people in Wisconsin know that New, that New Glarus Brewing Company is run by a woman, but she's an absolute rock star. And she's definitely an idol for me. Just to give a shout out to Sugar Maple, I'll give it to Adrienne because oh, she's... That's a solid vote. Yeah, because yeah. she's the owner of Sugar Maple where we're doing this podcast. This is one of the best beer bars in all of Milwaukee. And Milwaukee is known for beer. And the fact that it's run by a woman and run really well and everybody loves this bar. I feel like she's an inspiration to us all. Absolutely. I I will second Deb Carey for sure. And that's not to put Adrian on the short list at all. She's absolutely 100% amazing. But for women in beer, my vote goes to Deb Carey, uh, which that's maybe just me being a fangirl. She, she has struggled and gone through so much as a person in beer and starting it with Dan and really just kind of putting everything on the line. You know, her kids her reputation, her career, her livelihood. I mean, trying to raise two kids and a struggling brewery when everything's kind of against you from the start is just something that really speaks to me personally as a single mom. So Yeah, also there's an awesome documentary if nobody's ever seen it. It's uh, Tale of a Spotted Cow. Cow. Tale of a Spotted Cow. And it's an awesome documentary. So I definitely recommend everybody see it. And it was a Girls Pen Out event that we saw that documentary, but it totally opened my eyes to Deb Carey and New Glarus and gave me so much information that I didn't know otherwise. Well, for me, I sat down for an hour with her and interviewed her for Girl Meets Beer. And then we went and had lunch in the New Glarus Beer Garden and talked very candidly about being a woman in beer and where I was in the industry. And, um, kind of like she looked at me like why are you taking their shit and I was like yeah I don't know you know like why was I taking their shit and she just really opened my eyes and and she's absolutely amazing and then my other vote this is not because she run pink boot society as the president of an international organization but it's to Laura Laura is a brewer at stone brewing and she is the president of pink boots and 
her as a human, her as a being, are phenomenal. Um, she's very supportive. It doesn't matter if you live in Wisconsin or Crooks of wherever, you know, Delaware. It doesn't matter. She is there to support you as a whole and be there as a guiding light. She's just kicking ass and taking names left and right. As we wrap up here, since we're somehow all out of beer, what words of encouragement would you give the women who are interested in getting more involved in craft beer? For me, if you want, if you're just a woman who likes craft beer, just go for it. Just join Girls Pine Out, come hang out with us. I don't care if you do Girls Pine Out or Barley's Angels or Milwaukee Beer Society or all three of them. Whatever works for you, just try it. I will welcome you with open arms even if your go-to beer is Blue Moon. I don't care. Just come. Hang out with us. You will experience different beers, experience other really cool women, and get to do really fun events. As a woman who wants to break into the industry, yeah, you have to swallow all of your things that are telling you no and just go do it. You have to jump. I cut my salary in half to work in the beer industry, though my son is not very happy about it because I buy him less shit. I'm very happy about it. We have less shit in our house, but be... I am a happier person and I'm definitely a better mom for it. So jump, do it. If that's the thing you want, if that's the thing you're after, if that's the thing that makes you happy, go to those events, stay late, meet those people, shake those hands. It seems pointless. Just fucking do it. Yeah, I would say as far as Girls Pine Out goes, we have events every single month. And even if you already have your established friend base, there's always new people to meet and new experiences to have. It's awesome to be able to go tour breweries or learn about glassware or learn about what kind of cheeses to pair with your beer or whatever it might be. Or donuts. donuts. Right, right, right. So I feel like there's always something to learn. No matter what, even if you're new to craft beer or you're a craft beer aficionado, there's something to learn by Girls Pine Out. Girls Pine Out has taught me more about beer than any other organization or any other experience. And I've been to like this is probably embarrassing to say but like probably hundreds of beer festivals i'm part of milwaukee beer society i'm part of girls pine out i'm part of a lot of different groups and i think that girls pine out has taught me more about what beer is about what breweries are about what is available to me in the community and i feel like that is where i found most of my friends in the city so i feel like girls pine out whether you're in milwaukee or you're in another city is the best resource if you're looking to connect and learn about beer and you you shouldn't be uh, ashamed of those you know going to beer fest and that kind of thing it, it's not like you're you're going there just to get drunk you're going there to experience as many beers as you can possibly experience all sorts of different flavors and different styles it's yeah. it really is about supporting the industry so we we want to make that point on the tap takeover podcast that we're really trying to broaden our horizons and and really get out there into the beer industry apologize for nothing <laughs> okay. And absolutely. I'm just going to second that. Apologize pro, for pro tip from Jim Anderson. <laughs> pro tip. Apologize for Hashtag nothing. pro tip. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for sitting down with us. This absolutely. has been a fantastic event. And, and Thanks you know, for having us. I yeah, hope, I hope our listeners enjoy hearing some of the crowd noise here at the Sugar Maple. We've really had a fun time. For me, for wah, Alex, wah, wah. Jesus, Jim, Andy, Maggie, Kelly. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you guys and, and cheers. 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 This has been a solid non-fail podcast. No more beer for you. He said there's no